Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Dads in the greater Richmond area could each take a breather. They could each get a break. You see, folks like my my dear friend Jamal and I teamed up, and other folks teamed up, and we sort of adopt a dad. So Jamal and I adopt a family, and, and we each donate the money to provide a $500 gift to the dad and take care of all the presents for the kids. And if you're thinking, man, that's a, that's a heavy lift. That's a lot of money. Well, I got news for you. If you, if you have a couple of extra bucks and you don't mind sharing it, it's the absolute best thing to do. And so that was the highlight last night spending time with Jamal and I didn't know where Chris Beach was I, I couldn't find Chris Santa was there but uh, but Chris Beach was not I don't I don't know what happened but I'll tell you in just a moment part of what happened last night with the Fatherhood Foundation and if you don't get a smile after that you really are the Grinch 314 Jeff Katz News Radio WRBA <laughs> Twenty-one. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. Last night was the uh, eighth night of Hanukkah. It's concluded now. Although I am uh, leaving up my inflatables for an extra day, just because I want the boys to see them when they come uh, when they come home. Because I've spent five plus decades on God's green earth looking for inflatable Hanukkah stuff, and I can never find it. And finally this year, uh, <laughs> finally this year, I found them. Uh, Aldi in the far west end had them. I, I, I don't know if that they're uh, they're still around, but uh, I, I got a dreidel and I got a menorah and I put it up, and uh, I'm just really proud of it. Uh, anyway, I wanted to share a little bit more, if I can, about last night, the Fatherhood Foundation, and, and why I just I just feel like I'm walking on air. I, I really do. You know, I got Julie on the bus this morning, and and her friend who always says, "Hi, Julia. Hi, Julia's dad. Have a have a fabulous day." He he's he's out sick. 
And so I'm worried about him. But I just felt good. It's sort of a, it's almost like a happy hangover. Sounds weird, right? But it, it really is. It's like a happy hangover from, from last night. To see all of these folks at the Fatherhood Foundation. Families coming in. I had never been there in person as the gifts were, were given out to the, uh, to the dads and the families. Now, I, I've teamed up with uh, Jamal and uh, Heidi's teamed up with uh, his beautiful wife, uh, Sakina, for, for a few years now. But for whatever reason, I was just never able to go there. And it was last year on this very program, we were chatting with Chris Beach at some point, the executive director. I said, well, you know what? 2023 is the year I'm going. Just got to tell me the date and everything. And, and it actually kind of kind of sort of worked out because it's like, oh, well, I'm taking the day off to go to the doctor. And... Cool. Uh, uh, when, when all is said and done, then I'm going over to see what's going on at the family uh, at the uh, Fatherhood Foundation. So I did, and it just it just will blow your mind. It, it it really will. It will just touch you in a way, hit you in a way like you could not possibly believe, because these families come in. These dads come in, and what they think is happening is that they are taking their kids to get a picture with Santa, and, you know, the kids will be able to get some cookies and hot chocolate and maybe a, a couple of little tiny gifts, maybe. They have no idea, none, that they've been nominated by somebody, that their their story has been uh, examined and reviewed and that the whole board of directors of the uh, Fatherhood Foundation of Virginia reviews these stories to pick out the fathers who are going to be part of the whole Father Christmas event. And they have no idea that the lists their kids put together for Christmas, those gifts, well, they don't have to worry about that stuff. Because folks like Jamal and Sakina and Heidi and Jeff and other folks, we've got that. We took care of that for you. And they have absolutely positively no idea. Make no mistake, absolutely positively no idea that they are going to receive a gift. That they are going to receive $500 to do with what they want. See, these dads, every single one of them had a tough 2023. And there was one dad who had an exceptionally tough 2023. His wife was killed in a car accident. And he walks now with a severe limp. And he had two beautiful daughters... And they, they, they just looked like angels last night. He got a car. Now, it wasn't a new car, but it was a new-to-him car. And it was fantastic to, to follow him after Santa. And again, I don't know where the heck Chris Beach was last night, but after Santa said to this dad, hey, listen, 
you know, we've we've taken care of some gifts for your your beautiful daughters, and and we've got five hundred dollars for you. And if you would just yeah, just go through those doors, follow some of those helpful elves over there, and uh, you can get to, everybody gets a Chick Fil A dinner to take with them, which is delicious, of course. And, and uh, we all followed this guy, and he, he I think he was getting a little I'm like, well, why is everybody following me? And then it was like, oh, oh, by the way, here's here's all the gifts for your for your daughters and stuff. Hey, let's go. We got to go load it in your car. And the guy was was walking out and he was getting ready to turn to the left because that's where his car was going to be, except he didn't have a car. He had gotten a ride from somebody and everybody said, whoa, ho, 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 hold on there, because that car right there with the big hatch open in the back, that's your car. Merry Christmas. That's what it's all about. 34 Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is Friday. Yes, congratulations. We have made it. Self high fives all the way around. Oh, Joe Biden is now offering uh, advice to Israel. Uh, let me suggest, as I have before, that uh, Bibi Netanyahu tell Joe Biden, Kishmir and Tukas. Uh, we're good. Don't need any advice from you. I mean, this is just part of the Biden agenda, man. This is the Biden doctrine. He's been anti-Israel. I think he's a stone-cold anti-Semite myself, but that's just me. Um, there's nothing surprising in what he is or is not doing. I've also been asking you, encouraging you to get yourself a copy of Breaking Biden, which is that great book by Alex Marlowe, the editor-in-chief over at Breitbart. And uh, hopefully, yeah, we got 10 days left till Christmas. You'll be able to get it and uh, put it in somebody's stocking or put it under the tree. And I'm so happy Alex is joining us this afternoon. Alex, thank you for being here. Hey, Jeff, thanks so much for the great intro. Well, listen, I I love your work at Breitbart. I have for a long, long time. The book Breaking Biden just just lays it all out there. And I'm I'm going to leave it up to you. Where would you like to start today? Yeah, I think that the Hunter Biden press conference was truly a huge moment that we saw this week because it was so discordant with everything we know about Hunter and what he's all about. I mean, we're accustomed to seeing him in various stages of undress with his red scarf and his underpants, and like all of a sudden he's in this super drab suit. And uh, he shows up in Washington, even though we see him, you know, sliding down water slides in Malibu. Like that's where we're, we're used to seeing him hang out. And then what's he go- what's going on here? Well, what he was doing is he was uh, essentially giving an a FU with the letter F. Uh, I emphasize the letter here on radio to the Republicans, saying, "Bring it on! Come, come, try to get me. Come, try to throw me in jail. My dad's just going to pardon me. Come, try to do a." Uh, c- c- come try to do an impeachment on my dad. It's just going to make him stronger. He's daring everyone to get off the fence and to pick a side here, and I'm all in on it. Yeah. I, I, yes, absolutely, Alex. I I am with you that well. Yeah, so let's 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 indict him. Let's uh, do whatever that is that is appropriate, and then we go on from there. Do you think that his legal team said to him, "This is the way to go"? Yeah, I do. I think his legal team cleared every morsel of that statement um, because I think, legally speaking, I think they think they have a great strategy, and I think they do. I think they do. I think they know eventually it'll probably be after the election, win, lose, or draw, that he's going to get pardoned by his dad. Mm-hmm. And so they can basically break any law they want. 
so long as they do it between now and Election Day, Hunter's going to get off the hook for it. And so they know that. So they're feeling very confident. But where I do think they may have misstepped is I think that politically, daring Republicans, challenging them the way Hunter's doing it, being so in your face about it, bragging about all the boards that he's on, bragging about the degrees that he has, claiming that Joe's just been this noble public servant for uh, his entire life, which mm. if you read the book, you know is not the case. Uh, all of this is trying to talk to the National Review, Washington, Wall Street Journal-type conservatives to say that uh, uh, daring them to take them on because the Bidens are bad news. And I don't think how you can look at them with a neutral eye at this point because of the way Hunter is conducting himself and the brazenness that he's doing it. What great points. Alex Marlowe is joining us now. Alex is the editor-in-chief over at uh, Breitbart.com. His his latest book is called uh, uh, Breaking Biden. It's all about the uh, the Biden history, this family. I, I've always referred to them as La Josa Nostra. I just think it's a RICO operation. Yeah, I like that. From beginning to end. But let me and ask you're right. when I when I ask you about his legal team, let me ask you about his other legal team, the one in the White House, and then his other legal team over in the DOJ. Were they on board with this as well? Yeah, so what's interesting is to see this DOJ um, uh, in indictments come down because I do think that the Biden family probably perceives it as a result of Republican pressure. Um, but there's also a take, and I, I don't really know this one, what the truth of the matter is. But I will tell you, a person who is not happy to see those DOJ indictments come down uh, was James Comer, because now Hunter Biden is going to be able to plead the fifth Yep. If he ever has to get hauled in behind closed doors, and we all want it behind closed doors, the public hearings was just for grandstanding and fundraising and Democrats making political points. It would, would be totally unproductive. The only chance to get anything productive out of Joe is to do the behind closed doors, hour-long session with Comer and Jordan. Um, and now he can just plead the fifth on everything, and so that will accomplish almost nothing. So, And the DOJ charges, eventually Joe's going to pardon him for those. So uh, if I were the Bidens, I'd be feeling okay about those to be honest with you I, i'm thrilled that you brought that up because there were people i must tell you some of my listeners celebrating see this is going to work and i said no 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 this like this is the quintessential get out of jail free card even before you thought about the pardons as you say getting him behind closed doors getting him to have direct questions asked of him and him just saying yeah can't do it sorry geez can't do it man i'm uh you know i got these pending charges and it's it's just despicable yeah that's right that's right it's it is in keeping with the way the the family operates am i correct yeah, that's how they operate, and they are always looking for these sort of angles because they know they flirt with the edge of legality, and I think they cross it in a number of cases. I document many of those in the book, but it's the they're always flirting with that line, and they know that this is going to come with the territory. They're going to be under a lot of heat. They're going to be under a lot of scrutiny, and do they have a plan to get out of it when that happens? And I think in this case they do because Joe's in the White House, so it's just going to be pardons, and then Hunter's going to skate. Um, so, but where they don't have, where their luck runs out is if Joe loses. And I don't think they thought that Joe could lose because their vote by mail operation, their cheap by mail operation, we saw this Rasmussen survey earlier this week showing, uh, nearly 20% of people who vote by mail admitting to cheating, admitting it flat out that they're cheating when they're voting by mail. 
they think they're unstoppable, and they think Trump is very vulnerable. I'm a big fan of former President Trump, but they think he's a vulnerable target. So they think Joe's going to be in there. But now the polls are getting so bad that maybe the Democrats can't cheat. Maybe it's outside of the realm of, of cheating. And if that's the case, panic is going to set in in the Biden White House. Well, I, I would like nothing more than to see a, a panicked group of Biden supporters. I don't even know that the president himself be aware that he's supposed to be panicked. Let me let me ask you to turn your attention to uh, the Middle East, Alex. This is uh, this is an issue that is painfully important to me. And I, I look at Joe Biden. You have pointed this out, not only in Breaking Biden, but uh, at uh, Breitbart.com. Joe Biden fundamentally has been wrong on every foreign policy issue his entire bottom-feeding, backstabbing career, has he not? Yeah. Yeah, every single one. And this is pretty well known, even among Democrat circles. And it's one of the reasons why it probably took him as long as it did to finally get nominated, even though he's been trying to be president for my whole life. He's ran for the first time um, right around when I was born. So it's the, and I'm 37 now. So he's okay. he's always wanted this. And he never found the angle to get to the top, partially because his foreign policy was it was a total disaster. And I've written extensively about this at Breitbart.com, and I encourage everyone to, to pull that stuff down. But we're just beginning beginning, Jeff, to understand some of the extent to which he's gotten stuff wrong. People have not held Biden accountable for the Ukraine war. Putin absolutely would not have invaded if not for Joe Biden. And I break all that down as an entire chapter of the book. I've written quite a bit at Breitbart News about how I believe that Hamas was emboldened by Joe Biden with their attack on, uh, on, on, on 10-7. And even Joe Biden sucking up to, to China ended up doing dev- – it was a devastating thing for our entertainment industry. And it ended up we sold all of our intellectual pro- property out to China, and now we're getting all these crappy movies, and we're not even making money in China anymore. All this is Joe Biden's fault. All right, so 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 when push comes to shove, Alex, uh, is Joe Biden just looking at this and going, you know what, I'm 80 years old, I'm going to be dead in a couple of years, I don't care how screwed up the country is, I don't give a crap about how messed up the world is, so I'm going to make this despicable group of grifters as much money as I can while I'm here, or is he really like on some evil trajectory? Yeah, he, it's not an evil thing. I don't think he is any ideology. I don't think he would know the difference in evil and not evil. He, he's purely an operator. That's what he does. And the keys to his operation functioning is two groups of people's interests are met, his base and his donors. His donors are made up of groups from Silicon Valley, Wall Street, Hollywood. Joe Biden's leaving all those people alone. So they're very happy with, with him because he can uh, leave them to make all their money. And his donors, I'm sorry, his base, he feeds them what they need. And this is where the Israel war is very interesting, because a lot of his base is pro-Hamas, and he's got he's to navigate that. But that's why he does all the green stuff. It's why he does want to drill. Um, it's why that he feeds the defense contractors. All of this is uh, where the base is at at this time. And he's never going to cross them, because he knows that's his lifeblood. And I document it case after case after case in my reporting. But it's noteworthy that if you really think about it, he never goes against people who can help him. And that's his base, part of his secret sauce. All right, so I, I sit here as a uh, as a Jewish American who uh, I got a couple of years on you. Uh, he's been in public office my entire life, five plus <laughs> decades. He's been there, and uh-huh. I, I, I look at family gatherings. I look at friends within the Jewish community, and they think, "Well, oh, he's the guy. He's with us. Yep. He's with Israel," and it just could not be further from the truth. 
Yeah, it is something that I've thought about a lot because um, I have a lot of Jewish ancestry, though I'm not a practicing Jew, and I have lots of Jewish friends and mentors. And I think the only logical conclusion is that somehow we frame the public in society that they think if you start voting Republican, that that puts you on some sort of a a shoots and ladders scenario where eventually you're going to end up at Hitler, like full-blown Hitler. And we've done a terrible job of uh, uh, unlearning that for people. And we need to, we need to, because... If you Jewish Americans don't understand that Joe Biden is an existential threat to the one Jewish state in the world, and that's a massive problem, then I do. We got to hold ourselves accountable a little bit too, Jeff, because we've not gotten through to those people. I don't know how much more we can do, Alex. I mean, honest to goodness, I I, I have had these arguments and debates and discussions and issued invitations, and I I, I send people to read what what you and Joel and the other great yeah. members at Breitbart write on a daily basis. And man, it is just like banging your head against the wall. It really is, and this thing that the left has brilliantly convinced the public, the low-information voters, that if you are Republican bad, Democrat good, that that is the default factory setting for low-information Americans, has just been so devastating for this country and devastating for the world. And uh, we got to fight to convince those people, and this is why the Democrats emphasize so much getting low-information voters to turn in ballots, because people who start paying attention start realizing that we are watching a huge chunk of, of Joe Biden's base defend the torturous attacks that we saw on October 7th. You can't defend it. They're indefensible, and yet they still find a way. And so I'm optimistic we'll get through to people in the age of hypermedia and social media and 24-7 news, uh, but we got to move fast here. We do. We do. Well, listen, Alex, I know that you're slammed. I just want to remind everybody that Breaking Biden is available. Is it possible for folks to order it now and get it into someone's hands in time for Christmas? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I'm comfortable with getting on Amazon this stuff. I know Amazon's not ideal, but they do a better job promoting my stuff than the Barnes & Nobles of the world. Um, okay. If you can make it to your store and call your local store and tell them to carry the book, that, that would be a huge boon for me. I love that. But it's a just go whatever's easiest because I think what's most important is people get these ideas out. Um, if you want a signed book, Premier Collectibles, you can get one that way. That makes for a cool gift. But I really do appreciate you suggesting that to your audience. Absolutely. Well, listen, you know, it's in our uh, Jeff Katz uh, book club on my social media platforms. We'll make sure to uh, double down on it because I do want people to get it into the hands of uh, friends uh, in time for Christmas. Alex, I can't tell you how grateful I am. I, I, I really I always appreciate you making time for us and looking forward to getting you back, if you'll agree, in the new year. Absolutely. We'll do it again very soon. Thank you, my friend. That is Alex Marlowe, the editor-in-chief of Breitbart. It is 347 Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Three fifty-three, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. By the way... I did everybody a favor. I did not dig out the, it's time to slaughter a goose and serve it for dinner, Merry Christmas song. It, I, no, I, I just decided it wasn't the year. I don't know why. Why? Because at least last night and uh, even today, I just uh, I feel so good as a result of having attended the uh, Father Christmas event. If you If you didn't see it. CBS 6 was out there. They did a nice piece on it. And uh, I think 8 News was out there as well. 
uh, you'll you'll want to check that out for sure. It's it's just a, a great opportunity to uh, to learn really what this season uh, represents, what it's all about, and, and being able to help twenty five dads in our area, and by extension help their families. Uh, just it's it's the real deal. Now, at the same time that's happening, and I feel really good, uh, up the road a little bit in northern Virginia, uh, the Reconciliation Monument is apparently going to be uh, taken down, destroyed, smashed. I don't know what the heck they're going to do with it, but they're going to take it down. Why? Because all of a sudden we've got like this whole collection of people who are functioning as the American Taliban, and it's disgusting. This this amazing monument uh, put together by uh, Moses Ezekiel, one of the uh, the great Jewish artists in the... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The United States is about to be taken down because some people who, quite frankly, uh, don't know a doggone thing about a doggone thing have decided, well, we don't like it. Do you know anything about it? It's disgusting what's happening. Now, my friend John Reed, I got to tell you, has been doing yeoman's work on this. John and the organization he founded, the Virginia Council, they're keeping everybody updated on this. And and many of us have called our delegates and our senators and mentioned it to as many people as possible, but uh, it still looks like it's going to happen. We'll find out, uh, I suppose, over the next couple of days. I will tell you, coming up at 4.05, Congressman Bob Good is going to join us. And Bob Good has just gotten a brand new job. Oh, yes. Congressman Bob Good, who, as you know, represents the uh, 5th District here in our beloved uh, Commonwealth, has been elected as the leader of the House Freedom Caucus. Now, that's a big post. And I've got to ask Bob Good about all the stuff going on there. But I especially have to ask him about this this issue with Speaker Johnson. For all of the talk, for all of the discussion, are are we now about to see some sort of a, a backroom sort of a deal to fund all sort of stuff that conservatives said we don't want to fund? Is this another example of, you know, the swamp's just going to swamp? 
Yeah, because if it is, I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy about it at all if, in fact, that's the case. So Congressman Bob Good joins us at uh, 4.05 this afternoon. Former Congressman Dave Bratt joins us at 5.35. It's 3.57, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. WRBA. It is Friday. Yes, indeed it is. Congratulations. Self high fives all the way around. Now, my question to you is anything new with the Speaker of the House, with the new Speaker of the House? Because I'm hearing about uh, funding for this and funding for that, and I thought that we as conservatives said, no, we're not interested in that. Well, I figured the only way to get a straight answer was to chat with the uh, the new chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, the uh, congressman who actually represents me. I'm in the 5th District, Congressman Bob Good. Bob, thank you for being here. Great to be with you, Jeff. Merry Christmas. Thanks for having me, my friend. Absolutely. Well, Merry Christmas to you. And, and, and let me say either congratulations or condolences. I mean, because it's a, it's a tough situation to be in, but somebody's got to do it, and, and you're they're the chairman of the House Freedom Caucus. That's a big deal. Well, thank you. Uh, it is a sobering responsibility. I'm grateful to my colleagues for the trust they placed in me. You know, when I first ran, I knew I wanted to be part of Freedom Caucus. I knew that they were the conservative conscience of the House Republican Party. I knew that they were the tip of the spear. And I would suggest it's the Freedom Caucus that's driven every significant policy effort that's come out of the House this year, whether it's um, there are changes to the rules of how Congress would operate uh, from back in January, whether it's the Limit Save Grow bill, that's significant fiscal and spending reforms that were voted at least out of the House back in April. The H.R. 2 border security bill that was passed out of the House was driven by Freedom Caucus members. Uh, the uh, the, um, the the even the reforms to FISA that unfortunately did not get voted on as should have yesterday. Today we voted on just an extension, but those were driven. That was Andy Biggs's bill, and uh, so you know the, this. There's been four previous chairs to, uh, of the Freedom Caucus. You know, originally Jim Jordan, then Mark Meadows, and Andy Biggs, who I first served with, and then uh, currently Scott Perry until the end of the year. And while I'm the Speaker elect, excuse me, Speaker. <laughs> so, so uh, far there, but but the uh, I'm the chairman elect, and uh, my my, ter- my two year term begins January one. Well, uh, congratulations to that. And uh, what about Speaker elect? Are we thinking something at some point? I mean, is uh, oh, is there, is there no, a I, I will I, I will I will work very hard to uh, serve my two years honorably and nobly, and not have a motion to vacate the chairman of the Freedom Caucus in two years. <laughs> That's that's where we are with that. Uh, got plate plate is absolutely full, and, and, yeah. and there isn't a there isn't a, another position I would rather serve in uh, truly in the House of Representatives and to to help lead the Freedom Caucus. Wow. So. Well, I, I'm I'm thrilled to hear that. I want to remind everybody, Congressman Bob Good is joining us. He uh, represents our fifth district. He is uh, the chairman elect of the uh, House freedom caucus and it's a, it's a it's a big position it's a very important position and bob you talked uh, a little bit uh, about this whole fisa thing and and fisa i thought was going to be discussed and debated but it looked like it just kind of got the nah, we'll kick the can down the road treatment very disappointing you know republicans have railed against complained about campaigned against 
uh, the abuses of FISA, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, that well, while perhaps well-intended uh, in terms of you know spying on terrorists, foreigners, which you know our Constitution does not protect foreigners, it protects us as citizens. Right. But as we know, it's been abused and misused uh, to violate the constitutional protections, Fourth Amendment protections. You know, no. Uh, search on a U.S. citizen, no spying on a U.S. citizen, no surveillance without a warrant. And uh, Andy Biggs uh, and Chip Roy and, uh, and Warren Davidson had, had worked together on that bill as part of Judiciary Committee uh, to reform it appropriately. Um, and we, there was a competing bill in the House that was not nearly as good coming out of the Intelligence Committee. And, and, and the biggest difference being, uh, frankly, the re- requirement of a warrant. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's the crux of it. And so instead, what happened, and it, it represents everything that's wrong with Washington, but you had FISA extension without reforms, without condition, attached to a quote-unquote must-pass bill, which is not a must-pass bill. But that's how we treat it. Okay. Uh, it, hadn't, you know, it has passed every year for 60-plus years. The NDAA, National Defense Authorization Act, which in and of itself was egregious because it didn't represent the changes, reforms, policy differences that we had implemented in the House version we passed last summer that I was able to vote for finally after voting against them under the Democrats. Right. But it forfeited it forfeited the, the, the policy changes we had in the Republican version that were, you know, m- removing the climate focus, removing transgender surgeries and treatment for military, removing abortion funding, removing CRT in our academies and DEI and chief diversity officers, and these wokey policies that were weakening our military. Those are back then. And we didn't have a conference committee to negotiate our bill versus the Senate version, and then you expect to get at least half, and I would submit we should get more than half. When you can pass things with a simple one-vote majority in the House, but the Senate requires 60, and last time, Jeff, you and I checked, we only have 51 Democrats in the Senate, so you got they got to be bipartisan. We don't have to in the House, so we ought to be in a stronger position, but instead, we got almost none of our policy changes, and it was negotiated, not the conference committee, it was negotiated by what's called the four corners, the speaker and the minority leader in the House, the Senate majority leader, and Senate minority leader, and then brought to the House on suspension of the rules. So we couldn't make any amendments to it. And that's a, to force passage because people are afraid of voting against a military bill unless you have real courage. And, but then you add the FISA to it so that way they can get it passed without reforms because it wouldn't have passed without reforms. Matter of fact, the good judiciary bill that I talked about that Andy Biggs authored, passed 35 to 2 out of committee. Okay. Most Democrats on the Judiciary Committee uh, were, were also one of those reforms to protect citizens, kind of from the sort of the ACLU yeah. side of it in terms of, of that kind of protection. Wow. Um, so very disappointing, uh, terrible decision, and un- unfortunately, sadly, representing what, the failures of Washington. And, and by the way, the, it, was, it was supported 4 to 1 by Dems, two to one by Republicans. So again, an overwhelming Dem bill once again. Well, I have to ask you, you know, to remind everybody, Congressman Bob Good is joining us. Bob, uh, should I or should I be not be happy with our new Speaker of the House? Because you said it was the, the, the four corners, so you've got the Speaker of the House. And then, look, I don't have a lot of confidence, quite frankly, in the Republicans in the Senate. I mean, you know. With good reason, <laughs> I'm continually, yeah. I just I just put my head in my hands at that point. But uh, should I be disappointed that it came under this speaker's operation, or was it something that I, I'm not aware of? 
You should be disappointed. I mean, let's just, we need to call it like we see it. And I've attacked the policy. I've attacked the actions. I haven't attacked the speaker. I respect the speaker. I think he's well-intended. I think he wants to do the right things. But I think he's operating out of fear Mm. and succumbing to that fear. I think the Intelligence Committee got into his ear and said, you know what, we promise not to abuse this stuff. And we're not doing it anymore. Scout's honor. And uh, doggone it, you can't let it expire at the end of December because then, you know, we're going to have, you know, the sky will fall and all the terrorist activity will take place. And so it's like a government shutdown, though, Jeff. Mm-hmm. If, if you're approaching the funding deadline and the Dems don't do what you want and you are not willing to risk a shutdown to try to use leverage to get the spending cuts and the Dems just say, no, we're not going to cut spending – then you end up agreeing to keeping the spending at the Democrat levels because you won't risk a shutdown. Mm-hmm. And if those who don't want the, the necessary reforms who are in bed with the intelligence community that's abusing them, yeah. and I'm sorry to say, members of the own, own the chairman of the own our own Republican uh, intelligence community, uh, excuse me, committee rather, yep. had a competing bill that didn't have the reforms, and he was lobbying against and scaring people against the good bill with the reforms. And so we couldn't get agreement before we were supposed to leave D.C. yesterday. We shouldn't have left D.C. yesterday. We should have stayed there and hashed it out with amendments and fought to reform it. We shouldn't have left last night. But they did. They adjourned. And uh, but and because and Speaker Johnson is a, honestly has expressed his fear of the expiration of FISA. And we our position is we don't want it to expire, but let it expire if it means choosing between that and trampling on our citizens, who famously said, you'll probably know it better than me, but you know, those who would trade liberty for safety or security yep. deserve and will get neither or something to that effect. And that's what we're trying to do. We're, we're going to, okay, let's keep on allowing the abuse of our constitutional rights because the government promises to only do that to keep us safe. That's a police state. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. So you, you said you adjourned last night. Is that it? You guys are done for... We are not scheduled to come back until after the after the new year, about a week after the new year, so like January nine or something like that. Wow. Um, and then the speaker can call us back at any time, but I, I don't think he's gonna. Wow. Well, uh, I, I guess the one piece of happy news is that you you get to be back home and out of the swamp for a few days, huh? Well, traveling the district. I'm uh, you know, live in Farmville, but I'm going. I'll be in Lynchburg tonight. I will be um, in. Uh, uh, Nottaway County tomorrow. I'll be in just outside Richmond uh, t- uh, at Wreaths of um, Across America yep. event uh, t- t- tomorrow. I'll be in um, Pennsylvania County on Sunday, and I think it's Amherst County on Monday. So traveling the district, and yes, but it is refreshing to get back in the district. 24 cities and counties don't get to all of them as often as I would like to, but I get to them as often as I possibly can. So looking forward to that time back in the district as we head into uh, the greatest day on the calendar, the, uh, the gift of our son, our, uh, God's son, our Savior, uh, that we celebrate the following weekend. Absolutely. Listen, it's uh, the, the, the opportunity to get out of the District of Columbia and get home to the district is uh, is clearly uh, a wonderful thing. Bob, I, number one, I appreciate you fighting the good fight up there. I think you know that. I, I try and say that every time that you join us. I think that's important that people understand that. I, I do offer you congratulations on uh, being elected chairman of the House Freedom Caucus and um, I, I wish you and yours the merriest of all Christmases and and God willing you and I will uh, will reconvene in the new year and uh, keep talking about what needs to be talked about. 
I look forward to talking again. Thanks for being in the fight. Thanks for what you do. And again, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank you, my friend. That is uh, Congressman you, Bob Good. Uh, I have got a pair of tickets for you to join me, because I got my tickets today, for Dr. Jordan Peterson at the Altria Theater. This is going to be on May the 30th. The tickets went on sale 10 o'clock this morning. I think they're sold out. I don't know. Don't quote me, but I think uh, they're they're probably sold out. When I logged on at 10 o'clock this morning, and I was right there on the dot, man, there were just tickets that were gone, 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 gone. So... I've got a pair of tickets for you. I want to make it simple. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I'm not going to say caller number 25, but how about caller number 12 for December? Caller number 12 right now, 833-804-1140, 833-804-1140. Caller number 12, you get yourself a pair of tickets to see Dr. Jordan Peterson at the Altria. It is May the 30th. Get your tickets. Now, again, caller number 12, 833-804-1140. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Four twenty-four. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is Friday. Yes, yes, yes. We have made it. Congratulations, cell five fives, all the way around. Coming up at uh, four thirty-five. Stan Andruski, my brother from another mother. Uh, is going to be with us. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, cars. After all, Stan hosts the best weekend radio show anywhere. Uh, it's heard right here on News Radio WRVA tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Stan will be uh, venturing up here to Ashland. We'll be doing the show from the uh, the Plaque Shack. Looking forward to that. Now that. By the way, will be my final in the garage with Stan Andruski for 2023. Because I'm taking two weeks where I'm not going to work for the most part. And uh, the boys will be home. Uh, We're going to get them tomorrow, and that's exciting. And, uh, well, long story short, uh, tomorrow I want you to tune in. We'll have all sorts of very, very interesting things that we'll be talking about. But we'll kick it off, as we always do, at uh, 4.35 on a Friday afternoon when Stan joins me uh the weather's a little weird at the moment uh we've got look we got brutally cold temperatures overnight and today man we were up like into the 60s right now what am i looking at 62 63 outside my studio door so that's not bad but boy does it wreak havoc with your vehicle that's again one of those issues i i know everybody thinks well we're always talking about the weather but you got to remember, your car, your truck, your SUV, whatever it is you're driving down the road, it's got pieces and parts that are impacted with weather. We'll talk about that and a whole bunch more with Stan at 435. It's 426. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 433. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is. Friday, yes, yes it is, it is Friday in every sense of the word. Congratulations, we have made it. Self-high fives all the way around. It's been a pretty cool couple of days, and uh, it's it's getting ready to be even better because uh, my brother from another mother, who I, I'll tell him later, I was uh, chatting about him with uh, somebody at lunch, but uh, my brother from another mother, Stan Andruski, 
who during the week you find at Certified Auto Repair, 8401 Oakview Avenue in the lakeside section of Henrico. He is the host of the, the the best weekend radio show anywhere in the garage with Stan Andruski. And, man, on Fridays we're so lucky that he drops by at 435. Stan, good afternoon. Jeff Katz. Jeff Katz, the one and only. How are you, my brother? I am doing very, very, very... Eh, yeah, I'm doing okay. Yeah, I'm... I'm having sort of... <laughs> it's how sort of an my, okay how kind my of a sister- day. How is my sister doing with her with her shoulder? How is how's Heidi? Uh, well, you know, she's trying to do too much, of course. Uh she's yes. she's 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 the worst patient in the history of patience. Uh but you know, I love her, so what am I gonna do? <laughs> well, the good news is she can't backslap you or anything. There's no <laughs> You do remember those two lovely legs of hers, don't you, man? Because they're attached to two really powerful feet, and uh, yeah. Oh, uh, well. So no, it's. Uh, I'm glad to hear she's doing okay. I know that's not an easy thing, but uh, no, we're. Uh, you know, we're gearing up this time of year at Certified, and uh, we have already given away several cars to families this year. So that doing it at Christmas time can be a hard time, uh, but we're very thankful to be able to do that. Uh, obviously. Uh, this time of year, we we become uh, very close with our partners over at Heights Church. Um, we talk about them a lot. I'm actually heading there right now. There is a uh, Christmas miracle mall uh, that they have been setting up for the last several months where uh, those less fortunate can sign up, uh, come over there and pay 50%, 75%, 90% off of the price of unbelievable toys and gifts for their family, uh, gift wrapping stations, things like that. So you know that. There's Heights Grocery over there that's open on Saturday mornings. Uh, should you need uh, any kind of food and things like that, they help the families out. And on top of all of that, Heights is, uh, has just announced we're going to have a Heights Kids Academy uh, over there starting this year. So registration's already opened up. Uh, Katie Whiting is going to head that up. Uh, she's phenomenal uh, and has helped Heights get to the uh, community this far uh, and this wide across across the state. So super excited about that. That's what's going on in the life of Stan. Uh, and then obviously when you have that kind of um, involvement uh, with churches that are basically trying to change the community and, and, and serve people's needs uh, from one aspect of life to the other, you tend to um, really, really get that Christmas spirit and, and, and help people, um, which I don't know how many times through my life I haven't had that. I, I love the Christmas spirit. I love helping people. Uh, and so we just love doing that. And Certified is no different. We have a lot of exciting things coming up for uh, 2023 for Certified Auto Repair. Um, one, our employees are getting even a better package. We, You know we've been on a hiring spree lately. Yep. Um, so I think we're up to a lot more. I think we've doubled our employees since last year. Uh, and that's going to continue to grow, I hope. Uh, so local Parts managers, service advisors, people who are, don't feel appreciated, maybe uh, technicians, just reach out. Uh, and if we don't have space, uh, we're going to make space. Uh, we'll eventually have enough space to bring anybody who wants to work for us in. Uh, that's a commitment I make. So uh, super excited. In the garage, all the car talk. Obviously, uh, really good news. Toyota has upped um, all of their production on the Camrys, the Lexus brand. Uh, they've gone the other direction from electric uh, and I don't know what Virginia is going to do in 2035, except we're not going to have all electric cars being sold because it's an impossibility. So I don't know what our what our Congress is doing in the state, but they need to fix that. Uh, so the good news is you're going to be able to get more cars 
uh, and Toyota's not the only one. It seems like every major producer of vehicles is starting to push back towards hybrids and petroleum, uh, which is the smartest thing to do. So super exciting uh, for really those of us that love cars out here. Yeah. Well, I, I got to tell you, uh, it's 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 going to get interesting. I think that's the best way to describe it. And, and you're absolutely right. We just don't have uh, the means to have every vehicle be electric. And Heidi was actually uh, checking in with a friend we, we had years ago uh, down in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, Stan. And this particular woman said, she had four different meetings she had to get to. She was flying. I'm trying to think where she flew into. I, I want to say somewhere in New York. And she was flying from Charlotte, say, to New York. And then her friend who lives up there said, oh, my gosh, I'd, I'll, I'm right here. And they were supposed to drive to these four meetings. Well, the friend has a vehicle that is powered with electric. Guess what? She either missed or was late for every single one of those meetings. Every single one. Yeah, you know, I've had so much. I've had so much. Um, I've had so many good con- conversations with pe- people of Central Virginia on both sides of this. Like I've talked to so many people, and when you literally sit down and talk, I've told I've told most people. You and I both know that we love the technology on electric cars. We love yeah. the idea. I mean, I've got electric cars from years ago. Traxxas. Uh, electric cars that I can run around the street for, you know, 45 minutes and 100 miles an hour. I mean, just unbelievable technology. It's just unfortunate that cars in the automo- automotive industry and where it's become over the last 100 years, you're not just going to replace them, and there's just simply not enough raw materials to do it. They don't exist from anything we can see. So I just want um, I just want Central Virginia to know we are open to conversations, and we're not trying to bash. If you want an electric car, by all means, buy it. I hope they keep building them. I hope they keep getting better. Uh, I hope one day, if it is the better option, that we have them. Because I know uh, that if you put one of those nice batteries and cut it in about one quarter on the bottom of my Yukon, my Yukon now gets 40 miles to the gallon with that instead of 20 or 25. So I'm perfectly fine putting a battery uh, that we can make four batteries for these cars and trucks out of one of the bigger all-electric batteries, and we could get that kind of mileage in combination with each other. And the cool thing is, should something happen to that battery, most of those cars will still function, uh, and you can still get from point A to point B, which is usually a lot more miles than an electric car. So we don't hate them, guys. We just want you to have free choice. That's all. That's it. Just free choice. Let me ask you. Well, I'm not even going to ask. I'm just going to tell you something, Stan. Uh, we're going to pivot. For, no, no, no. It's it's actually it, it's it's really good, and it ties into everything you and uh, the great folks at uh, Heights are doing. Uh, I was having lunch with a couple of folks today, and uh, one of the people I was having lunch with said to me, "Hey, so this uh, your your buddy Stan? You you guys grew up together, right?" And I said, uh, "Well, no." And she said. No. Well, but you always talk about him as your brother from another mother. So what gives? I said, well, I said, you have to understand, while we didn't grow up together, uh, we grew up yeah. in some similar, similar. circumstances. And yeah. I said, one of the things that ties us together, and, 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 and I hope you don't mind me saying, and I think we've said this on the air, is that both you and I could tell someone else about the color, the shape, the size, and flavor of welfare cheese, right? Oh, yeah, the yeah. best to this day. It's the sharpest, best cheese they ever made. I don't know how they did it. It's about the only thing the welfare system got right for us, but it was good. 
And, that, and that's exactly what I said. I said, so we came, I, I was in Philly, you were in Boston, but man, uh, we came up with a uh, with a similar set of circumstances. Both families had challenge, both people doing this. I said, but you look at what Stan has done. Uh, he is now employing people. He's not only pursuing his American dream, he, he is giving other people the opportunity to pursue their American dream, and at the same time is helping so many people and then doing such great things with Heights. So I, I just, I, I don't know if your ears were burning or not, but I was just bragging on you a little bit at lunch. Just so you know. Oh, well, thank you, but you know, I'll, I'll say this, I've said it before, and, you, and I think you know this, I didn't even understand what helping out people meant. I didn't know. I, it sounds all great to those of us. And if somebody was saying this on the air a few years ago, I'd have been like, okay, well, good for you. You know, but, but what I didn't understand is I want people to understand if, if I've got, I didn't then, and I just want the ones that who may not now to understand if you and I look back at those days, all I'm saying is if I can do it, anybody can, if I can make it to the success level where I can help this, um, this amount of people, because it's not, Look at me, I'm helping people. It's people need help. Right. Like, and we have the ability, God has given us gifts yep. and the ability to help other people. That's right. And I don't, I don't see it as, look what I'm doing, give me credit. And I think you know this. What I look at it as is, what else can I do to help them? Because every time I help them, my life gets better. Every time I think that the walls are closing in in a certain situation, you know my struggle with my son, what Meg and I went through with drugs, what happens two kids who get go down the wrong path. You know this, and we've discussed a little bit about it, about McShin, and, but yep. you go through these things and you start realizing you have been through these things and on the other side so that you can help people and you understand what they're going through. I understand what they're going through, and I just want to give... When I help them, it's like, man, I thought things were going bad in my life right now, but look at, look at this guy. Look at that young lady. Look at this person who... She's just, they can't get their lives together. They're lost. They, they've had some bad breaks. So I just think as a community, uh, this is not necessarily car talk, but it, it is because I've told you this before and I believe it, that we are in the service industry at Certified Auto Repair. We are to serve our community. There is, there is a transaction that happens in money, so we can continue to do that. But make no mistake that we're very clear, and my employees, my wife and I, are very clear that it's our job to serve service their vehicles and serve our community and that's what we do guys so please don't think that i'm somebody special i'm a normal guy i'm just a greasy gas station mechanic as the great one would say that's all i am but i know when you start helping other people your life will change in such a way that you will not recognize it and it would, it would it's all for the better it absolutely is all for the better Jeff. gas station mechanic please uh well listen uh <laughs> well, i am well, Tax return says mechanic. That's what I am, guys. I'm mechanic. Uh, well, well, I I'll argue with you tomorrow in person. All right, I'll just uh, have, to, <laughs> have to be a little bossy with you. Listen, I'm Some looking car forward talk, to seeing winter you. stuff. Yeah, that's right. Cold weather stuff. Yep. Okay, I'm looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. Go over there, please. Give my best to everybody over there at Heights Church. They are quite literally doing the Lord's work. They're just uh, a great group of people, and uh, I just admire everything that uh, Pastor Josh and and the team that uh, he's assembled and brought into that uh, community. What uh, what they're doing for the larger community. God God bless you all, man. I just appreciate it. Wow, thank you so much, Jeff. I appreciate everything, Central Virginia. We will see you tomorrow, bright and early. Love you guys. There you go. That is Stan Andruski in the garage with Stan Andruski tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. It is 446. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA.
Yeah, we have made it. Congratulations. Self-high fives all the way around. Tomorrow morning, 8 a.m., In the Garage with Stan Andrewski. That is the best weekend radio show anywhere. Looking forward to uh, hanging out with Stan tomorrow. We'll uh, be talking about cars, obviously, because we're in the garage. Uh, But Stan, uh, look, I just love Stan. I think the world of Stan and Megan and, frankly, the whole team at Certified. But uh, you know, what are you going to do? It's 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 that time of the year where a lot of people are thinking I, I can't do for my kids, I can't do for my wife, and hate is is something you got to get rid of right about now. Now, I mean, I'm I'm really serious. I I watched such warm, loving feelings last night at the uh, the Father Christmas event. There, there wasn't a, an ounce of hate anywhere. And there were people in this in this building uh, of every imaginable background, color, size, gender, religion. I mean, it just didn't matter. Everybody was there for the right reason, except Chris Beach, who is the executive director of the uh, Fatherhood Foundation. He was, I don't know, he was conspicuous by his absence. But uh, besides that, everybody else just had a great time, and it was all for the right reasons. And I talk about staying in the same sense. What uh, he does with with his community at Heights Church is just amazing. And most of us, thank God, don't need that help right now. But there have been times, certainly in my life, where I've needed some some sort of uh, assistance that way. My my family, look, my my folks worked, but we were poor. I mean, I, I'd like to tell you something else, but that's just the way it was. We were poor. And I don't know if I fully realized it at the time. I think I had a sense, right? We didn't have a lot and we didn't get a lot. Uh, but what we had and what we got, we appreciated. And it meant a lot. And I, I can remember my dad, and I, I didn't know this until just years later when my dad had been laid off and the the most uh, humiliating part of his life ever he had to go and sign up for food stamps and let me tell you something this is long before the days of uh, the cards right because if you have the cards now you have a snap card well, you swipe it at the terminal like anybody else, and and for the most part, I mean, nobody needs to know. I mean, you know, but nobody else needs to know. Back when I was a kid, food stamps meant food stamps. You had a booklet with these stamps. It looked like military script, and uh, you had a you had to take the booklet out, and you had to give them to the cashier, and there were other people there. Let me tell you something. Everybody in that line knew exactly what was going on. And I, I, I know 50 years later that, that it was the lowest point in my dad's life. When he got laid off, I mean, he wasn't fired for doing something wrong. It was a layoff. And he, and he couldn't find work. And he knew that his kids needed to eat. Because I got news for you. They were just him. He might have said, well, I'll go on a diet. Uh, but, you know, 
had a wife and two kids. And so he did what he had to do for his family, even though it meant uh, really being humiliated. So I'm just telling you, I'm grateful for every single thing that I have. And I know that Stan is grateful for what he has. And uh, I I think he's a great example in our community. I really do. I I think everything that he gives back and everything that he does, uh, and so much of it behind the scenes, man, it's, it's just great stuff. Anyway. Uh, coming up in the uh, final hour for uh, 2023, Dr. Dave Brad. 456, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. It is Friday. Yes, yes, we have made it. Congratulations, self-high fives all the way around. Man, we got uh, 10 days until Christmas. I think there are a lot of folks who are uh, really checking their lists uh, once, twice, three times, going, oh, my God, we got to do this, we got to do that. And in the middle of all of that, can I remind you, if you've got pets, you got to be aware of uh, doing the right thing by your pets. And uh, some folks uh, with, with an organization, I want to get the name right, Compassion Animal Project, uh, they do great things to help those of us who have pets. And we got a couple of folks with us, and I know I'm going to mess up everybody's name, but I'm going to give it a try. Dr. Rand Wachstock, who is the uh, founder of Compassion Animal Project, and uh, Erica Jellerson, who is the communications director, and I'm just going to call them Rand and Erica. Uh, good evening, my friends. Hey, Jeff, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you, sir? Good. Good. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Good to have you with us. So uh, tell me a little bit about what you guys are doing at uh, Compassion Animal Project and this whole pet food thing that you got coming up. So, you know, here at Compassion Animal Project, we try through uh, grants and through our pop-up pantries to help uh, families that are perhaps under-resourced. We know that uh, next to the cost of veterinary care, that the cost of food is just a huge burden on pet owners. And uh, tomorrow we're going to be giving away somewhere between seven and 14,000 pounds of food uh, to the general public. All they have to do is come and uh, show up, fill out a short form and tell us a little bit about uh, uh, the demographics of uh, how many pets they have and we'll load their cars up uh, for what they need and uh, get them on their way. Um, 19 million pets live below the poverty line, and we want to try to help as many people and pets as we can. Uh, So far in Richmond specifically, we've been able uh, to give out over 34,000 pounds of food uh, this year, which uh, provides over 100,000 meals to pets. And hopefully uh, tomorrow we'll be able to um, serve over 180 families, more than 800 dogs, and uh, 400 cats with uh, what we have tomorrow. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. 34,000 pounds you've given out already? Yep. Yeah, we do this every quarter. Uh, we do it out at Holiday Pet Barn Resorts on Johnston Willis Drive in Richmond. And, um, you know, it's, uh, the turnout has always been tremendous. Uh, to be quite honest with you, people have started showing up a couple of hours in advance. Oh my and, uh, 
it, it's just been really touching for all of our volunteers to see the impact that uh, we make on people's lives, uh, you know, close. Uh, I mean, we give out grants to people that uh, their pets need either emergency critical care or specialized veterinary medicine. Uh, we do that around the country. Uh, we have uh, partnered with 80 hospitals in 24 states so far, but here in our local community where we've started, we get to, you know, meet people up front and, uh, and see the impact that we have. And it, it's really very rewarding to see that up close. So I know that you're a, you're a veterinarian. Obviously, you've, you've had a, a concern for and appreciation for animals as a, as a career and what have you. But, I mean, this is a gigantic undertaking. What motivated you to do this? Well, you know, over nearly 40 years in my career in veterinary medicine, I, I used to own a large referral center in Northern Virginia. I saw too many loved pets just cherished family members that were euthanized for financial reasons. You know, we had the skills to put these kids back together and keep them with their families. Yep. Uh, but it was all, it all came down to dollars and cents. And so after I sold my practices, uh, you know, veterinary medicine had been very good to me. And so I started Compassion Animal Project up. Uh, I wasn't done trying to save as many lives as I could and keep these families together. And um, we just wanted to try to make as big an impact as we could for as long as we could. Wow. Well, you're doing it. I, I mean, honest to goodness, it's it's just amazing to... Uh uh, to see what you're doing, and, and you talk about the folks who are coming through and lining up early. Do people bring their dogs and cats to this event, or is it strictly uh, people-oriented? Uh, well, a lot of people, not so many cats show up, but a lot of people bring their dogs. And if people do bring their dogs, we'll be waiting there to give them a, a free bandana okay. and take a picture of, uh, of their, their dog with a bandana on and uh, put it up on social media and uh, make a celebrity of, uh, of their pet. We love to see their pets with them. Uh, the weather's supposed to be good tomorrow morning, so that shouldn't be a hindrance. Might be a little chilly, but that shouldn't stop any of us. No. All right, so give everybody the details for the event tomorrow, please. So it's from 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock tomorrow morning at Holiday Barn Pet Resorts, 614 Johnston Willis Drive in Midlothian. Zip code is 23236, and uh, we'll be out there. You'll see the signs uh, directing you which way to go, and uh, we'll have a whole team of people out there to greet you, and uh, we'll find out uh, what age um, your pets are. You know, if you have dogs or cats, uh, what age they are, if they have any special dietary requirements, and uh, we'll uh, fix you up with what you need. Wow. I just love this. It, I, I just think it's such a great thing. And, and, and I want to remind everybody, it's free of charge, right? It is absolutely free. And, you know, it's not like we ask anybody to, you know, verify anything. You just yep. fill out a short form while you're waiting in your car. It'll take you, you know, 60 seconds to fill it out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, uh, you know, we also, we do partner with a, a veterinary hospital, Virginia Veterinary Centers here in Richmond also. Okay. Uh, for, uh, you know, for clients and patients that get grants, uh, from us that need medical care. But yeah, there's no, uh, there's no requirements for this other than, uh, showing up in a good mood.
Oh, I love this. Well, I'll tell you what, we're, we're blessed. We don't need the help. But if you will send me a couple of bandanas, I'll take photos with Charlie and Pixie. Pixie, by the way, is my executive producer, comes with me to work every single solitary day. She does. She's right here. And she's she's on track to once again be employee of the month. This is 12 months in a row, Doc. She's, uh, she's going to absolutely... Uh, uh, win it. But yeah, if you can send me a couple of those bandanas, we'll take some pics of them and get them off to you and get it up on our social media. It would be a good time. That'd be great. Would you like orange or dark blue? Ooh. Could or I one, one of each? each? Yeah, one of each okay. would be fantastic. And what, what size are these kids? Because I've got large ah. and I've got small. Oh, no. They're, uh, uh, they're, they're well, they're, don't tell them they're small, but they're small. They don't. They they don't okay. know how small they are. One's a one's a Chihuahua uh, with a with a mohawk, and uh, she's probably ten pounds, dripping wet. And Charlie, we're not quite sure what Charlie is, Doc. We just if you were to order a generic brown dog, like a white box with black lettering that said brown dog, that would be Charlie. And uh, he's I think he's about. 15 pounds or so. I got you. I got yeah. you covered. So you, basically what you have is a uh, big dog and a little dog body. That's it. <laughs> oh, they got the attitude all right. You got it, yep. Well, listen, I, <laughs> I'm so grateful for what you're doing. I, I really am. I just think this is amazing, and it, it, it's so in keeping with the spirit of everything. And I wish you nothing but success tomorrow. And uh, Jeremy, my, my my human producer, will give you uh, the address, and we'll get those photos up. And thank you again for for everything that you're doing, sir. It's, it's much appreciated. Well, thanks a lot. I appreciate your time today and uh, giving us the exposure. And uh, I hope to see a lot of people tomorrow. And uh you know, we'll keep building our community here in Richmond, uh, you know, all the, the pet lovers, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll just keep on going. I love it. Thank you, sir. Uh, that is Dr. Rand Wastock, and I know I mess up his name every time, which is why I just call him Doc. He's a great guy. But what they're doing tomorrow, again, uh, we'll get all the information on social media. If you need a little help right now, and nobody's going to ask you any questions, just look. Here's the deal. You got, uh, you, you've got a dog. You've got a cat. Uh, I know the doctor knows exactly how expensive uh, pet food is. I mean, it is, it's expensive. So here's a chance for you to go and uh, get some free stuff, help make sure that uh, your, uh, your furry uh, family friends are, are taken care of. I think it's a great idea, and I really am going to get uh, the photos up. The doctor's going to send me some of those uh, bandanas, one dark blue, one orange. We'll get some picks up and uh, let him use those hopefully they'll help as well now we've got a lot of stuff and and it, it's it's bizarre i know a lot of people do the uh the year in review sort of stuff here's what happened last year i'm kind of di- i'm not kind of different i'm very different i want us looking ahead i want us looking to the future i want uh i want forward vision and i i will tell you a little bit about things that i plan to do in 2024 uh, things that I did in 2023, we may touch on some of those, uh, because for me anyway, it is about what you are able to do for others. I, I, I believe that to my core. I like to surround myself with people who are like that. Uh, sometimes you can't get that and, you know, it is what it is, but um, we'll take a a look forward, try and figure out what we uh, will be able to do in 2024.
It is 515 Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It sounds kind of weird because I know there are going to be people working uh, until 11.59 p.m. on December 31st. Uh, But for me and this here little show, we're coming up on the end of 2023, believe it or not. Yeah. I wanted to salute someone, if that's okay. I mentioned to you that I was at the executive mansion at the request of Governor Glenn Youngkin and First Lady Suzanne Youngkin. I just like working that into it. It's just so cool to say. I, 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 I've never been invited to the executive mansion before. I, so I got invited. I got invited for Hanukkah. I got invited for the Christmas party last night. And at the Christmas party last night. What an amazing musical performance. A young woman, she's 17 years of age. She is a cellist. And let me tell you something. She's amazing. Now, her mom is a Facebook friend. And I'm I'm not going to give out too many details because I don't feel that I'm at, at liberty to do that. But I will tell you that uh, that her mom, again, who is a Facebook friend, is a public servant, and her daughter was invited to entertain at this party. And talk about solos. Calm, cool as a cucumber, although we were chatting. John Reed and I were actually chatting with uh, the mom and this, this very, very talented uh, young musician. And John said, are you, are you nervous? I said, oh, yeah, yeah. And I thought, well, you would never know. And I, I said to her a little bit later, I said, man, you don't need to be nervous. Said, well, I'm, I'm a little nervous. You don't need to be nervous. I've been listening to you since I walked in the door. You're one of the most talented musicians I've ever heard. And when I was uh, playing music, I was a bass player. And we were always in the section with the cellos. Cellos have uh, have a have a C string. Uh, we did not. We had uh, A D G uh, A. Uh, I, I, don't quote me. Never mind. No E. We started with E. They started with C. Okay. So we were sort of joking a little bit about violinists because the violinists are a lot of egos in the violin section. But for whatever reason, and the cellos and the basses, everybody seemed to get along. It was great. But she was amazing. She really was just an amazing uh, performer. And I said to her, you, you got nothing to be nervous about. And, and the fact that the governor of the Commonwealth invited you to perform, you'll be talking about this forever. And she should. So I, I just wanted to share that little thing that was a real bright spot you know you, you you encounter people here and there and and every once in a while you just say man this is this is the way it's supposed to be i i said i i don't do a lot of looking back i try not to anyway 
2023 was an interesting year for me. Uh, got the brand new hip, which which helps in, in great way. Now I'm never going to have a good back, a good spine. That's that's just messed up forever. And I've I've come to the point I've accepted that it is what it is. Uh, it is it's it's eye opening and awakening when you get the the letter, the package that says you are permanently partially disabled. That is. That's a little tough, but again, what am I going to do? Well, during 2023, I said, I, I got to invest a little bit of myself. I was lucky enough to be invited down to Dallas, Texas to go through a, a, a very select program with the, uh, the Zig Ziglar organization. I was thrilled about that. I also was down in Orlando, Florida to work with uh, John Maxwell. And I've come out of 2023 with two huge designations, and I'm kind of proud of them. I really am. So what does 2024 hold? Well, I got a bunch of stuff that I'm thinking about. And the, the big thing, and it's going to sound crazy. You know, I, I, I don't read all of Tony Robbins stuff, but I read enough of it, and I've seen enough of it. And I, I said to Heidi, I said, what do you think if in 2024 I did one of those firewalks? And she looked at me, she says, You're just crazy. And she had a very colorful adjective in front of that. And I said, Well, uh, you know, I might be, but I think I might want to do this. And so it, it's not, it, look, I didn't put it down in stone. It's not a definite, but I am thinking. That in 2024, maybe I take some steps to unleash the power within. I take some steps to take some steps and do a firewalk. I'll keep you posted. I promise because I haven't. I have not made any decisions. I haven't made any commitments. And and I, I like my feet. I mean, they're not attractive feet. They look like Fred Flintstone's feet, but I like them. And I don't want them to get burned up. But I'm thinking I may do that walk. Jeff Gads, News Radio, WRBA. Thirty-four, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is Friday, and uh, we have made it. Congratulations, self high fives all the way around. Uh, we head into the new year, and there's all sorts of things that are going to happen. And uh, the last two weeks here, I'm hoping against hope that those who celebrate Christmas will celebrate Christmas and the real meaning of Christmas and the real importance of Christmas and not just, you know, uh, I got this or I even I gave that. I mean, there's obviously so much more to it. There are also people who right about now are saying, oh, I was supposed to do something with that 401k or the retirement. And we got an economy that is or is not work. I don't know. I, I mean, I go to the store. I don't think it's working all that well, but. Uh, I've got one guy whose opinions I trust because he's a, he's a straight shooter. There's no politics involved with it. Uh, it it's just uh, an important thing that he does. And that's my friend Dr. Dave Bratt uh, from Liberty University, a former member of Congress, formerly the head of the uh, business school at Liberty University. And now, Dave, I forget this brand-new fancy title of yours. What is it, <laughs> General All-Round Good Guy and Happy yeah. Day? What, what is it? 
Yeah, that's it. Uh, Vice Provost for Engagement. So uh, hopefully I'm engaging on your show today. Thanks for having me on, brother. Oh, my God. You are always engaging. Are you kidding me? You're the, <laughs> you're, you're the guy, and I send everybody to get her to uh, your, your Good. feed there, Brad Economics, to, to just get a, a look at some of this. And let's not kid ourselves. Some of it is downright boring, and, and that's the point of a lot of this stuff, right, that most of us just yep. don't, don't hard take work. a look at. Hard work. Yeah. Yep. So, look, you do this. This is what you've done forever and a day. Uh, where are we, realistically, honestly, where are we in terms of economics for our nation? Well, I hate to say it, uh, but the, the, the government and the Federal Reserve are juicing this economy, right? Yes, two days ago, the Powell came out, the head of the Federal Reserve Bank, and started talking about reducing rates. Uh, more than was thought, right? So two weeks ago, he said, no, be cautious, wait, do the right thing. And then all of a sudden, and, you know, there used to be a thing called the Greenspan put. Whenever the uh, business cycle and the elites got in trouble, the Fed would print money. And there's also a thing called the political business cycle. And, you know, Johnson, uh, McChesney, uh, back under the head of the Fed uh, under uh, under LBJ, Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, way back when. Johnson came in, called him into his office one day, shoved him up against the wall and said, you're going to print more money so I can do guns and butter and have my war. Oh, and sure enough, uh, the presidential power put pressure on the Fed, and they printed money. So we're coming up on election year, and now the Fed just sent out all sorts of signals, right, that, hey, we're going we're gonna to lower the interest rate, juice this economy, uh, in right in the midst of of strong economic news now now it, it, it's strong but it's fake and, and I'm not lying to the people. Right. The the government budget is seven trillion dollars right now. Uh, two trillion of that is deficit finance. So they go borrow from the rich uncle two trillion, shove it into government, and they're counting that as economic growth, right? And all the new jobs are in healthcare and in the government sector. Yep. And if you think that's good for your economy, I mean, you just haven't read any economic history or any history, period. Yeah. And so the, the, the economy is doing well right now because the Keynesian stimulus, right, to government spending is juicing the economy for political reasons. And it's written up, you know, all over the place. You can go out and see Brad Economics, and I'll, I'll, I'll show you all that. Right. And so, but the last thing the Fed should have done when you're growing it is GDP, nominal GDP, right? Not stripping out inflation is at eight and a half percent growth right now, supposedly, because of the deficit spending. Mm-hmm. So with that, with that growth and unemployment going down, and you're telling me the Federal Reserve, the proper call is to juice the economy and lower the interest rate and, and take the chance on another round of inflation? I don't think so. And so. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're in a debate right now. So who's right? And, and what's the external objective evidence? Well, there's a guy named John Taylor. Uh, he's got what's called the Taylor Rule. He followed Milton Friedman. He's the, mm-hmm. the money guy in the country. Yep. And according to the Taylor Rule, the federal funds rate should be 6.9% right now, not 5%. So they should be raising the interest rate in the midst of this high nominal GDP growth. Uh, and instead... The head of the Fed is saying, uh, we're going to juice the economy for next year, right, because there's a lag of about a year. Okay. And uh, most of the smart people just see this for what it's just pure politics. 
And so that right there is honestly where we stand. But, of course, uh, there's, there's still this huge overhang. And what that huge government spending does, and ask any of your friends in small business, interview them. Interview your small mm-hmm. business folks mm-hmm. and ask them how life is going for them. All that government spending is coming at the expense of the private sector. And the private sector, those are the folks we rely on to produce real economic growth and sustain long-run economic growth. Another receipt or piece of evidence you can look to is go out to the Congressional Budget Office, and they are telling us our GDP growth rate for the next 20 years is going to be 1.5%. Uh, it used to be 5%, you know, 40 years ago, uh, then 3% under Reagan, yep. then 2 then 1%. And so you know, I, w- I wish I had good news, uh, but I think everybody listening knows that the government is playing way too huge a role in our economy right now. Uh, everyone's playing for the short run, and, it, you know, eventually the thing tanks, yeah. and it should have already. We should be correcting and getting back to using prices and the market system. Uh, and the longer we put it off, the worse it comes. So that's that's the lay of the land right now. Wow. All right. So uh, for those who haven't watched The Grinch yet, we've got it from yeah. uh, from the good Dr. Brat. But you're honest about it, and we have to know about it. Let me ask you this, and it's such an unfair question, but what the heck? We, we, we've known each other a long time. Is no the fire. Fed, yeah. Is the Fed going to lower interest rates in 2024? Well, that's the issue. They're, they're, they put on pay. They got this thing called the dot analysis. How many of their members want to lower rates? And uh, from tw- and they brought one of the dots back from 25 uh, into 24. So what that means is they're front-loading uh, the drop in interest rates. They haven't yet. The first time that will happen is in March. And so I'm – I can't see that they're going to follow through on such terrible economics. they got the smartest people in the world. They know what they're doing, uh, but politics is in play. So they shouldn't do it, So, but the first rate cut may be in March. I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're talking it up right now, mm-hmm. and the market's shot up on this, right? Yeah. Yep. So the market's uh, this week went through the roof, and uh, and so what does that tell you? That tells you the real economy. Do you think the small business person uh, there is sitting there, you know, weighing every word on the meaning of life on whether the Fed cuts the interest rate, the Federal Reserve rate, by 0.25%? The fact that the financial markets are waiting uh, with bated breath on that number tells you we live in a political economy, right? It's not the real economy anymore. That is the problem. It, now, behind the scenes, then you you talked about how we uh, we had a certain president that said, "Hey, you're gonna you're gonna crank up the printing press, you're gonna print more money because I got a war that yep. I want to fight." Right. We've got a president right now who seems determined to fight a war in Ukraine. I still don't understand what's going on over there. I know that we've apparently sent two hundred billion dollars, which even for me, I don't know how many num- how many zeros there are in a billion, but sounds like a lot. Uh, yeah. Is it possible that behind the scenes, the, 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 the good President Biden is saying, hey, we're just going to need more money for this? Well, they want more money for it. because just I mean, people got to go out and get educated on things. But just, yeah. just go out and watch, uh, you know, retired Colonel John McGregor. Okay. He's been right for the past three years on this. If you want to go way back, you can go to University of Chicago, a guy named John Mearsheimer. And he, he'll tell you why we never should have gotten in there. But all of our European colleagues are out. 
they're washing their hands of Ukraine. Yep. They know it's done. It's over. The Russians won. Uh, they need to get to the peace table so we don't kill more Ukrainians. Everybody knew this ahead of time. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And so the, the reason the Ukraine, it, 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 there, there's all sorts of political corruption, uh, and they use Ukraine as a cash machine for the United States elites. That's why they want, they're just, I mean, can you, they're spending more time, right, the White House, on the Ukraine issue mm-hmm. than they are on our border, which has 10 million illegals coming in. The FBI has reported on all of the Hezbollah infiltration, the Chinese young men coming in, the Hezbollah cells that could light up at any time. Obama's got a new movie out. If you haven't seen that thing, it'll make your stomach churn. It'll make you very nervous. You ought to go see it. And uh, because you'll you'll go, what in the world are we doing in this country? And uh, the the radical left is out of control. They call, call, right, the, the conservatives... Uh, the right-wing extremists, and they got them, they fascists yeah. and all this kind of thing. It, 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 it's all very simple, right? Who wants the big administrative state? That's Not right. me. That's right. right? It, they're all freaked out about Trump. It, Trump's leading in all the polls, everything, right? So they're freaked out that another party might actually win an election yeah. and get to do what they want to do. That's right. Right? That's right. This, is, this is the shocking part. They're shocked that another party could actually win and pursue their objectives, like, you know, economic growth. And back under Trump, we had the blue-collar wages going up for the first time in 40 years. Yep. And, so, and, 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 of course, there's going to be major issues, right? There, there, <laughs> there's major stuff coming out with the FBI and the CIA. And if you don't, if you haven't followed it, just go, just go follow RFK Jr., right? Yes. So he's a Democrat in the Kennedy clan. That's right. So, you know, if, if you think he's biased with Dave Bratt, uh, you know, then I can't convince you. But go listen to him on his dad and his uncle and all yeah. these uh, elitist institutions and the Justice Department right now. And if you haven't been keeping up on that stuff, you need to. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you, uh, RFK Jr. has actually become uh, something of a regular guest on this program as well. And, and there's plenty of stuff we don't agree on. Oh, good stuff. for you. Yeah, well, listen, the stuff he's pulling the curtain back on. Yeah, uh, right. That's the key. Yeah, yep. it reminds me of you. Dave, uh, I want to say this. Number one, thank you for uh, for being a part of this program in uh, in 2023. And if it's all right, uh, I want to announce that you've agreed to come back with us every week, which is amazing. I, 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 I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. No, I, I love being on. I, I just like, you know, go to Brat Economics. You'll see the most boring charts over the past three years. I just try to relay real information. It yep. usually comes from our own government, yep. uh, from the brand name institutions, and uh, you know people don't want to believe it. I can't help you, That's right. but uh, you do a great job of show showing uh, what's at stake and the choices we're making. And uh, you know the the IMF uh, yesterday, the director of the IMF came out and said there's going to be a seven percent reduction in world GDP growth. This is the head of the IMF. These I'm not friends with these people. That's right. right. So they're saying that, and they're saying the only way around that is is we got to buddy up with the communist Chinese uh, in order to forestall that. And so when you're in a position where you got to buddy up with the Chinese who have announced uh, that they're not in love with us, that's and that's our only way out, uh, you're on the wrong ship, going the wrong direction. No doubt about it. Dave, uh, I want to wish you and that beautiful family of yours a merry, merry Christmas, uh, all of the blessings uh, that, that, that you deserve, and uh, I, I look forward to chatting with you again in the new year. 
Always great being on. Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy Hanukkah. The Judeo-Christian tradition is what made this country great. we got to preserve it. Everybody keep the faith. God yes, bless. Sir. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. God bless you. That is Dr. Dave Braddy. He's an amazing, amazing guy. I'll tell you somebody else you're going to love is Dr. Jordan Peterson. I've been a, uh, a student, if you will, of Dr. Peterson for a while, and I've got a pair of tickets. He's coming to the Altria Theater May the 30th. Would you like to go? Tickets went on sale today. I think they might already be sold out. I'm not entirely sure, but uh, I got a pair for you. I'm going to take caller number 11 right now, 833-804-1140, 833-804-1140. Caller number 11, you will get yourself a pair of tickets for Dr. Jordan Peterson at uh, the Altria Theater. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. It's that time Christmas time is here Everybody knows There's not a better time of year Hear that sleigh Santa's on his way He'll kill parade for Christmas vacation A little bit of vacation time. All right, believe it or not, we're going to be uh, putting the wraps on uh, 2023 on this here little program, which is fantastic. Uh, as I said, people like to uh, end the year. We, we thank people, right? Uh, I have been uh, very, very fortunate this year. Very, very fortunate. We've got a, uh, a new team member on this program. And uh, Jeremy is the producer of this program and has been for, I don't know, a few months now. I, I apologize, Jeremy, I don't have the exact date. But uh, hardworking guy, total pro, and uh, somebody who I am very, very fortunate to now have on the team. And I, I just want to say that in front of everybody, and uh, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I thank you for all the hard work and uh, everything that you do to uh, make this program, uh, well, as good as it can possibly be with me sitting in this chair. You know, I mean, there, there's a limit. I set a, a level of mediocrity, and if I'm able to hit that, then then all is good. Uh, but Jeremy has been an amazing addition to the program. We've got some great folks now that are uh, helping us out on the news side of things. Charles Pyle, great, great anchor. Uh, Sarah Hoffman doing some great reporting for us, and that's... Uh, that's a nice thing to uh, to have. So those, those, those are all good things in terms of professional stuff. I will be away from this program for uh, for a couple of weeks. We've got uh, our friends John Burkett and uh, Tim Anderson. I think we got the Gov uh, going to grab a day or so. Um, it'll all be good. And I will be doing some of my uh, national fill-in work because... Well, I love doing it, and I appreciate the invitation. And did I mention two boys in college? I did, didn't I? Yeah. Okay. So uh, hopefully you'll be listening to uh, Glenn Beck, and you will hear my dulcet tones for uh, for portions of uh, Glenn's Christmas time vacation. Gang, I, I, I don't sit here and preach, or at least I try not to, but I am going to ask you to remember, if you are celebrating Christmas, then I would ask you to celebrate what Christmas is actually really all about as opposed to some of the other stuff. It's great to get gifts. It's even better to give gifts. But 
if you're a Christian, then it's about way more than that. And please don't lose sight of that. For those of us who are just wrapping up our uh, celebration of Hanukkah, uh, we we are called upon to be a light to the world, and, and we need to keep doing that as best we can. I will, of course, still be active on social media, even though I will be away from this. Uh, tomorrow morning, In the Garage with Stan Andrewski, 8 a.m. Monday morning, 6 a.m., my buddy John Reed is going to be here. Uh, it is a Friday, so of course I wish you a Shabbat Shalom. If you are Hebraically challenged, simply means have yourself a great weekend. We end on Friday with Hatikva, the hope, the national anthem of Israel. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.